31 Tales presents Tales from the Rift. Welcome back to another October episode. This is part one of our very first Minecraft tale. Carl was 11 and a half and already working a job. He figured out this whole work thing when he was around 10. Find a job you like doing, then it's not work. It's play with pay. Carl lived with his parents in a small village. Their house was a simple one, made from cobblestone and oak planks. Oak door, oak floor and walls of stone. A grey furnace sat in the corner where they did all their cooking. In his room, Carl had a single bed with a red wool blanket, a white pillow and a wooden chest to keep all his belongings. On one wall, he displayed his collection of rare ores, all lined up on oak shelves his father had crafted. Village life was difficult for Carl. He loved adventure and exploring, but each day in the village was the same. His mother and father had to grow crops and look after the animals, pick fruit and do the chores. If they didn't do these things, well, they wouldn't have food or clothes or fresh water every day. Carl knew these things were all important, and he was very grateful to his parents for providing everything a growing boy could need, but still, that wasn't the life he wanted for himself. So he found his escape in his work. Mining. Monday to Friday, Carl would dig his tunnels and carve out caverns. He'd follow underground rivers and cross pools of lava. He would discover strange new mobs, and avoid the common ones like creepers. Creepers could be useful for clearing out a cavern, but Carl had to be extra careful. If he set off a creeper, he had to make sure there was an exit tunnel or else he'd be caught in the blast. There were other dangers too lurking in those dark, damp places, like skeletons, zombies and spiders, all drawn to the light of the wooden torches he used to find his way. Despite the dangers, or perhaps because of them, mining was exciting. But what Carl didn't know was that the biggest danger was yet to be discovered. The result of Carl's work was several large caverns, which all branched off to several smaller ones. Each had been mapped and meticulously checked for signs of ore or precious stones. Support beams had been added and torches hung lighting the way back to what Carl called base camp. Needing multiple exits meant that Carl had needed more than one base camp. Currently he was up to three. The caverns were also interconnected, meaning there were always options leading back to one of the three base camps and the freedom above ground. Depending on how deep he planned on going, Carl would attach ladders or craft stairs that spiralled downwards. Sometimes he'd carve gently sloping tunnels where the air would grow steadily more stale the further he went. It was one of those sloping tunnels that led to the discovery. A secret underground chamber had formed. Perhaps water had once run through the area, but had long since dried up. As Carl accidentally broke through into the chamber, he was greeted with a damp, foul-smelling air long trapped inside. The space was no wider than his bedroom, and only as high as his chest. 
Crouching low, Carl ducked his head into the chamber and placed a torch to one side. The small flickering flame cast dancing circles of lights all around while helping to rid the place of the smell of mould. Carl blinked as he thought he saw something move in the far corner. Black ripples moved over the surface of a one-by-one -one block area. The movement looked like water in an underground pool, but as he drew closer, Carl realised it wasn't moving at all. The unusual pattern of the block gave the illusion of movement as the torchlight played back and forth over the surface. He wouldn't know for sure until he got up to the surface, but Carl could have sworn the block was black, pure black. If he wasn't mistaken, this was obsidian. He'd never found obsidian before, but he'd sure heard about its blast-resistant properties and how it was formed when water ran over lava, cooling it into the hard rippled block that stood before him. He also knew that he wouldn't be able to directly mine the block without a diamond pickaxe, so he'd have to work his way around it and hope it wasn't any bigger than the one block that was visible. Carefully chipping his way around it, Carl worked the pickaxe until he freed the block of its resting place. The pattern did indeed run all the way around it and appeared to move in the light of his torch. He imagined how it would look pride of place on the centre of his shelf with the other precious blocks. By the time Carl had dragged it up to the surface he was sweating. His mother fetched him some cold water while his father examined the block from all sides. He confirmed what Carl had suspected. This was in fact obsidian. Under the late afternoon sun it looked as black as deepest night while the pattern glittered like stars. This is amazing, Carl, said his mother, her voice full of awe and pride. Do you think you'd be able to find more like this one, son? His father asked with an expression of grave seriousness. I can try. I could go back tomorrow and look for more, he suggested, eager to please his parents. That night, after mealtime, Carl spent his evening rearranging the shelf in his room. The obsidian block was pride of place in the centre. He stared a moment as its surface again appeared to ripple under the light of his lantern. Out of nowhere, a feeling of drowsiness overcame him and he felt the urge to lay down. His last thoughts before sleep took him were that the day's work must have tired him out more than he knew. Despite being quick to sleep, Carl did not rest. His dreams were filled with scrabbling around in the dirt, crawling through tunnels and digging in the pitch black of underground night with no torch to light his way. He searched desperately for something, but he didn't know what, just that he had to keep on going until he found it. When he finally awoke, it was to the frightened face of his mother hovering above him. His eyelids didn't want to open, even to her urgent calls and gentle shakes. What have you been doing? she asked. Carl forced his eyelids open. His hands were filthy and the sheets covered in dirt. On the shelf, there now sat two obsidian blocks side by side. It hadn't been a dream. He had actually been digging through the night 
and here was the evidence, rippling upon the shelf under the morning light. The end of part one. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or get in touch with me at johnablewriter at gmail.com.